0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Well, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host Nick Gieber, great to be with you and we are into the semi-finals of the League Cup. We are going to talk about the Premier League today after a massive weekend of action and you know some predictable results and then some surprising results I think with uh, Southampton winning at St. Mary's beating Liverpool 1-0 probably being the shocker of the weekend also Chelsea's performance against Man City. We've got a few things to talk about. Of course, those two matches I mentioned are the outliers in my predictions for the weekend, because other than those two, I was almost perfect with every match I predicted. Uh, we'll go through that. Let's talk about it. Also, let's talk about the big Manchester derby in the store for us um, for the Football League Cup. Man United, Man City at Old Trafford. Let's talk about that. Two teams that are right now red hot in form in the Premier League. So much to get to today. By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It's always such a pleasure and a privilege to speak with you guys as we do each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern time, right here on these very networks. And then again, midnight Pacific 3 a.m. Eastern Time for all you early birds, and you can hear that show on Sports Overnight America. So I'm with you any way you want it. And if you want to download the podcast, which I definitely suggest you do, you can do that at our podcast network, the Believe B L E A V podcast network. Lots of other great podcasts on there as well, including BSI the podcast and uh, the Shep Messing show. Now, look, I'm gonna when we talk about odds. Uh, This isn't a betting show, by the way. Uh, I do like to give out the lines if you do want to make a little punt on some of these matches, uh, all courtesy of our title sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. Let's talk about it. Let's look back at the weekend. Let's look forward. Let's look at the state of the Premier League, and let's talk about the League Cup. And, of course, we do have a whole bunch of FA Cup matches coming up this weekend, if you're into the FA Cup, which, in my opinion, look, I'm always into the FA Cup, but... I have to say, oh, just not as into it as I used to be when I was younger. All right, lots to get to. Find me on Twitter, at and I C K G I'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the show. Well, Soccer Radio, we are presented by betonline.ag. And with the NBA and college basketball, well, they're back. NFL coming down to the wire. College football playoffs. Oh, a bit of a snooze, I have to be honest with you. But they're there, and I know people love to bet the NFL. Of course, the Premier League, hot and heavy the Football League Cup, the EFL Cup, the FA Cup. That's all he- That's all going. We're about to restart the Champions League. What do all of these wonderful sporting events have in common? Well, there they are one of many of the plenty of bets that you can find at betonline.ag. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat or Liverpool to repeat, Lakers obviously in the NBA, Liverpool in the Premier League, or someone's going to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, Head over to betonline.ag. They got game spreads, totals. And in terms of props, they got team, player, coaching props, all sorts of great ways to bet the game. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they do have an online casino, which never closes, much like the casinos here in my hometown of Las Vegas. Head over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today and make BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. And as I tell you, every time I talk about our wonderful title sponsor, BetOnline, and sports betting in general, it's a lot of fun. It can take your enjoyment and entertainment value of sports up to the next level. But just remember, make it entertainment and not a lifestyle, and then we'll all be okay. All right, let's get back to the show, shall we? Of course, this is World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. We are talking about the Premier League, and we're going to get to that in a minute. But right now, this week, we have a bit of a break in the Premier League. We have a couple of cup competitions uh, raising their head. The semi-finals of the League Cup in England, which is um, probably the least appreciated, I suppose that's a nice way of putting it right, <laughs> least appreciated uh t- cup tournament uh that's going on and right now we're in the semi we're semi-finals is tottenham uh, brentford uh, tottenham there uh doing well and uh the uh, big manchester derby between united and city so we're set for the finals here or will be set for the finals of the of the league cup and in the fa cup we're just getting into it the big premier league teams basically uh coming into it the problem that i have for me anyway is that you know when i was growing up and i know it was back in the uh ancient era but i can remember so well for example um you know 69 70 that era of chelsea winning the fa cup then arsenal in the 70s Leeds, Liverpool, of course, mid-70s, that's when I actually fell in love with them, was uh, the 1973 final, 73-74 final at uh, Wembley. And then, of course, Tottenham had that incredible run of four FA Cups uh, in a row in the 80s. But I think in the modern Premier League era, the FA Cup has become so much less of an important issue and we're into the 140th iteration of the fa cup arsenal have won it the most times of 14 times united 12 chelsea eight tottenham eight liverpool seven blah 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 you know it's one of these things where it's it it, it becomes the lore and the history of the game and of course back in the day long before I was born 1871 1872 uh the, this the oldest football t- competition in the world kicked off and sort of defined the game back in the day the FA Cup was the pinnacle of success in domestic football it was the by far best team was the FA Cup winner and really in many respects even going on to the League One era the modern quote unquote league era. The FA Cup was always considered to be sort of the pinnacle domestic trophy. I, I really, I really don't think that's the case anymore. I mean, it's nice. Does anyone remember last year Arsenal won the FA Cup beating Chelsea 2 1? I watched the game. But, you know, did it sear itself into my memory no what was seared into my memory was last season was liverpool winning their first premier league title well how who remembers city beating Watford the year before six nil again you know I, I, it's silverware it's domestic silverware you want it in the trophy cabinet and by, by god you want the fa cup if you can't get the premier league or you can't get european honors you want the fa cup but that's what i mean Listen to what I just said. If you can't get the Premier League and you can't get European honours, you want the FA Cup. And then if you're not gonna get the FA Cup, the consolation cup is the the, the the league cup. And that's how far this tournament and these tournaments have fallen in the era of the big money mega tournaments like the Premier League, like the Champions League, like the Europa League to a to a lesser degree. And then of course now you have all the fifa tournaments we've always had the world cup and the euros but now of course there's the nations league and all the money-spinning friendlies and uh, you know we're talking about on the club side we're talking about all of the, uh, the the this potential new european super league there are so many distractions from what used to be the crowning achievement of football Where if you weren't winning the European Cup, you could win an FA Cup. Those two things almost stood side by side. And I'm telling you now, you win the Champions League, that sits foremost, top and center of your trophy cabinet. And if you win an FA Cup, whether it's the 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 1, it's down there. It's down there in the lower part of the cabinet. It means less financially it means less in terms of the competition that you play to get there it means less in terms of the squad that you likely played all the way through the FA Cup tournament and I think that's sad because forget the League Cup because the League Cup let's be honest it's a crap cup you want it for sure if you can't have anything else Or if you do have some other stuff, you'll take it. I mean, I have proudly in my home my signed Liverpool shirt from the season where we won the quote-unquote treble. And, of course, Man United supporters rolling their eyes. It was a, you know, it was a, um, uh, the FA Cup was the pinnacle. And then the UEFA Cup. And then the Worthington Cup, which was the League Cup. So, you know, the two domestic cups and the UEFA Cup. But, I mean, really the treble would be the FA Cup the Premier League, and the Champions League. That would be the pinnacle treble. And I don't know why I'm digressing, but I am. Anyway, we have these cup competitions. They are giving our beloved Premier League a little bit of a break, just at the point where this story of the greatest reality show on the planet seems to be getting rewritten. All of a sudden, what we thought was fact or done or cast and chiseled in stone is now, well, hmm, anybody's guess. Let's talk about the Premier League a little later on in the show. Of course, we're going to do that. I love the Premier League. This is World Soccer Radio. Send me a tweet. I'm on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I have to go to break you can find us also on iHeartRadio, in the award-winning SiriusXM app, as well as SiriusXM Sports Byline, the American Forces Network. If you can't find us on those three, or online, you can always get us on our podcast network, which is the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. We're presented by BetOnline.ag. I'll be right back after this. <laughs> Right, welcome back, World well, Soccer Radio, presented by betonline.ag. Before we get on with the show, I wanted to highlight a couple of other podcasts on our podcast network, which is the Believe Podcast Network. You need to check these shows out. First, there's BSI the Podcast. This is hosted by former and current USL and MLS players Benny Failhaber, Sal Zizo, and Ico Parra. BSI the Podcast, it's a show where the hosts call up a weekly guest. They talk soccer, politics, current events, they share behind-the-scenes stories, and then the best part of the show is when they pepper their guests with sort of rapid-fire, machine-gun-style questions. It's a segment called Ike's Interrogation. You'll absolutely love it. Then you've got to check out the Shep Meshling Daily Cast. Now, look, if you don't know much about football in America, uh, you probably... Haven't heard of Shep Messing, but if you do know about American soccer and the genesis and development of the game here in the U.S., Shep Messing, somewhat of a legend, played with um, the New York Cosmos t- for two periods uh in- in their sort of heyday, the second period playing with, of course, Pele, the great player. You may not know this about Shep. He was actually uh, released by the Cosmos his first time around for posing nude in a magazine. Anyway, Shep is a great guy. He's a legend. He's lo- loads of great stories. He does talk about the New York Red Bulls when they're in season, when they're not in season. He generally talks about everything to do with U.S. soccer and global soccer. And if you want to check out a show with a guy that's played with Pele, uh, you can do it right there. So check out Shep Messing Daily Cast. So if you're a protector of the Passaic or you're a soccer fan or you're just a sports fan, be sure to check out BSI, the podcast and Shep's show, the Shep Messing Daily Cast, wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to them on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please subscribe to this show as well, World Soccer Radio, that we'll get it downloaded every time we post a new show. And we don't, again, this is a live show we do the show on the sports byline broadcast network on Sirius XM and if you miss it if you miss the show you get an opportunity to download it for your podcast now let's get back to it uh, I was talking about sort of the mystique and aura of the cup competitions and and how, how they've kind of really just sort of waned and waxed and waned over the decades and as as sort of the big money big spinning um, competitions of the Champions League and the uh, Premier League have somewhat eclipsed the real value and meaning behind these cup competitions. The FA Cup, the oldest soccer competition on the planet, by the way. So, uh, does it mean if you're a fan of Tottenham or Man United or Liverpool or City or Arsenal or Chelsea or whoever that you don't want your team to win? And of course not. You you want silverware. That's what your team is supposed to be out there achieving but but you want to win the big prize don't you and there are certain teams that for example the fa cup presents a real opportunity for Uh, and i'm talking about uh going way back say to 2007 2008 when when portsmouth beat cardiff at wembley I would say that was the last. Well, actually, no, I'm wrong. Because we could actually go back to 2012 when Wigan beat City. And these are the sort of giant killing acts that you will get that makes the cup competitions interesting. The problem is that those giant killing exploits are few and far between we're gonna see it more i would say we would see it more on the league cup but in fact i'm not really sure that's the case because if i if i scratch my memory and i try to go back to the last time that a quote small team won the league cup i think we got to go back to swansea what was that seven or eight years ago and that was that bizarre final it was swansea versus bradford city uh, that I remember. And Swansea won 5 nil. I mean, that was bizarre to begin with. But, you know, City have won the League Cup three years in a row, 18, 19, and 20. They, If they get by United tomorrow, and I think they probably will, um, they could win it four times because, quite frankly, I think City are a better team right now than Tottenham. Not that I don't like Tottenham because I definitely do but in a Pep Guardiola Jose Mourinho battle looking at the squads that they have i would likely look for city to uh, t- to win the lead, to to win the league cup but again let's let's go back and talk league cup uh, let's go back and talk fa cup because we were talking league cup now let's talk fa cup i i gave you a couple of examples in the uh, league cup for example uh, where we've had upsets: uh, Swansea City in two thousand thirteen, Middlesbrough, I think, won it. What two thousand three or was it two thousand four? Birmingham City beat Arsenal. That I that I definitely remember in in two thousand eleven. So we've had we've had a few. But if you if you go back, uh, let's say twenty years, which for some of you is a football fan's lifetime, the. Winners of the Football League Cup, who, which is now, of course, by the way, called the Carabao Cup, if so, you know what I'm talking about. That have not been big six clubs. Let's say have been Leicester, Blackburn, Middlesbrough, Birmingham, and Swansea. And you're going to get more variation. For example, I think in the League Cup than you will in, say, the FA Cup, just because of the value of the competition. Uh, let's go back 20 years, shall we? And uh, I'll tell you, Portsmouth and Wigan would be the only two teams that have been outside the sort of established big six who have won the FA Cup in the last 20 years. So, and there's some reasons for that. I, You know, in the fixture congestion of the modern era the value of the league cup is such that a lot of big teams that have european commitments uh, and obviously title races that they're in or top four races that they're that they're involved in are much more inclined to play youth squads developmental squads non-a let's let's say b squads in league cup games because the league cup is one of these things if you win it it's great you won the league cup but if and if you lose it no one really cares. It's like, oh, great! We're not in the League Cup anymore. Now we can rest players, and we don't have to worry about—we don't have to worry about uh, players getting injured or what have you. By the way, the most wins for League Cups go to Liverpool, who won it eight times. City, if they win it this time round, which I think they will, they'll be tied with eight wins as well. But. The league cup definitely not what it used to be no doubt about that all right let's let's get off it and we'll talk about a little bit more about the uh, fa cup matchup um later on in the show uh, in the next segment but in the meantime i want to quickly touch on uh, some domestic football and major league soccer invoking the force majeure clause in their collective bargaining agreement with the players claiming they've lost a billion dollars due to COVID. now um you know, I, I, I scratch my head on this one because the players have reduced their salaries already. The players have a very low salary threshold in MLS. <coughs> Excuse me. Compared, for example, to uh, other, le- other global leagues. And, and that is really a testament to the fact that the, uh, about Major League Soccer really garners almost no noteworthy television ratings and has a small contract worth under $100 million a year in terms of television revenue. I get that. And so the vast bulk of MLS's revenue is built through gate, gate receipts. And of course, with COVID, there haven't been any. But you know, when you sign up to own a football team, you have to take... you you, you get to garner the upside which is oh i'm investing in a nascent american league it's been 20 plus 25 years and we're growing and we're stronger and you got don garber spitting all course of bull crap about how it's you know a top league in the world and loved by everybody and all this nonsense that if you believe you're really drinking the kool-aid okay and you get to demand that cities give you tax incentives for stadiums and breaks and you get to you know play and with the big leagues and be the big big boy on in town but that's the upside the risk is that you own a sports team in a nascent league and you know what you may lose some money and you might have to pump money in i think this is cynical because yes covid is force majeure yes last season you know should trigger a force majeure let yes last season covid uh you know the league really suffered as a result of COVID. But really, you're gonna you're gonna grind the players who were already ground on that. Why don't you stop talking about signing Lionel Messi on his retirement? Shall we? Why don't you start focusing in on making smarter uses of the money that you have, rather than signing old decrepit European stars. And start actually investing in your players rather than breaking their hearts and taking their money and dumping their CBA. I tell you, it's going to come to a point where the players are going to have a work stoppage. Either they're going to be locked out by the league or the players' union will decertify, which will really create a mayhem. But again, I asked this about MLS. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to see it or hear it, does it make a sound? This is the problem with MLS, both from the players' side and the ownership side. Outside of the core fans and supporters of the league, no one gives a damn. All right, I'll be right back after this. Welcome back. World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I would like to give a shout out to my Twitter followers. Uh, we have a pretty fun dialogue, including some of the guys that are betting my, my picks. So really appreciate that, guys, and um, hope you enjoy the new Ferrari. Because my picks... Over the weekend, other than, let's say, the surprise results with Chelsea. Well, Chelsea for shouldn't have been a surprise result, but it was to me. And Liverpool, I was spot on. I got Tottenham leads. I, I got the Tottenham win. Now Tottenham were minus 127. So I probably shouldn't have been, no one should have been that surprised. Uh, although, you know, that game sort of had danger potential, as Steve Irwin used to say, danger, danger, danger. But just because Leeds United are a bit of a wild card and we're coming off the back of that 5-0 thumping of West Brom. Of course, Tottenham, not West Brom. We'll definitely agree with that. So anyway, Tottenham win. I predicted them minus 127. Crystal Palace, Sheffield United. uh, I've always thought that, well, first of all, they're playing Sheffield. So basically, I think anyone's going to beat Sheffield. It's like going to the ATM points bank. A much bigger test for Palace is going to come. Uh, On uh, next Thursday, when they face Arsenal at the Emirates, that's going to be a real test to Palace. This was not. It was kind of an easy one to pick at home at Selhurst Park at minus 101. This was sort of a no brainer. Uh, Good money there. Minus 101 took it for Palace and and, and it paid. Brighton Wolves smelt like a draw to me for a lot of reasons. Uh, Wolves were coming off that narrow loss to United. They had that big draw against Tottenham, uh, narrow loss to Burnley, and of course they beat Chelsea. So I just kind of felt Wolves were, you know, sort of not quite in the groove, but but on the other hand, they weren't, uh, you know, they they weren't junking it. And, and Brighton, just absolute draw specialists at this point in the last five. Uh, I mean, they are drawn uh, three out of the last four. They did lose 1-0. At home to Arsenal before but you know Arsenal Brighton uh, no not quite the same not quite the same thing uh, really just a lot of draws recently for Brighton so uh, this one just smelt to me like a draw so I did take the draw uh, on this one at plus 197 and uh, I'll pat myself on the back because that is exactly what happened it was a draw and we were all happy to take the money for the draw because uh, it was 3-3 six goals in that game as well. (coughs) Excuse me. Next up, Burnley-Fulham, and that match did not play. That match actually was postponed due to COVID. Leicester City-Newcastle, this one was at St. James's Park. I had told you that Leicester City were going to win this game. I like this team a lot. There's a lot to love about Leicester City. I like Brendan Rodgers. I think he manages to get the most out of his squad not a particularly deep squad and, and that will be Leicester's problem as we go on with the season and we start to get into the second half of the season I think the depth of squad's going to be a problem from them particularly with teams like City and United and Tottenham uh, all doing better right now they could be thankful that you've got teams like Chelsea for example and Arsenal that have been struggling, although one might make an argument that Arsenal are coming back and may well pressure up into that top part of the table. So right now, Leicester City, I think, are looking very, very good. Great result for them. They did beat Newcastle away 2-1. Uh, they do have Southampton next. You saw what Southampton did to Liverpool uh, over. Uh, that was yesterday. It wasn't over the weekend. It was uh, yesterday. Well, that was over the weekend. But anyway, uh, Southampton. Liverpool was the Monday match, I suppose Monday, to me was still the weekend because I'm still in this holiday mode, but uh, Liverpool going to St. Mary's and getting beat 1-0. Now, I will say this, and I'm going to talk about Liverpool for a minute here. Um, They're not looking great. Are they, if you're a Liverpool supporter, by the way, like me, should you be pulling alarm bells? I, you know i i don't uh i think it's premature and i'm going to tell you why um it, it's a long season in the last segment i was talking a little bit about um the issue with the club with the with the uh cup competitions and i was saying that uh the length of the season really drags on you. And Liverpool have had a long season. They have injuries galore. Uh, Diogo Jota, uh, Joel Matip, although he's supposed to be coming back maybe at the end of the month. Nabi Keita, Joe Gomez, Virgil van Dijk. I mean, these are all starting players. Diogo Jota with a knee injury, uh, you know, right now he's out for the season. So uh, one of the reasons that Jurgen Klopp has managed to get such great production out of the front three is that there's always that pressure that you've got someone else in there to take their spot. And Jota certainly was filling that order nicely. But, you know, with guys like uh, Van Dijk and Kater and Matip and Jota out, you've got problems. I, I don't be problems like the rest of the squad's crap because they're well-beating probably one of the best squads on the planet. But what I mean is that over the course of the season they are going to uh, get a little long in the tooth they're going to get a little tired it's going to give Klopp less tactical options and i thought you saw that really with for example fulham more than anything when they were playing in that small compressed pitch he they just he didn't have some extra spice to throw into the mix to 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 find the way through does that mean that liverpool aren't most likely going to win the Premier League. By the way, if we go to betonline.ag and we look at the Premier League futures, I think you'll actually see Man City are currently the favourites to win the Premier League, if you can believe that. And I know United fans are scratching their heads because they're saying, well, what's going on? Look at where we are. We're Man United. We're back. We're better than ever. But actually, if you go down to the odds, by the way, odds to win the FA Cup, Man City plus 350. Odds to win the Premier League. Man City minus 110, Liverpool minus plus 215, Man United plus 600. We could talk about United, but... At the end of the day, we're going to know a lot more about the title race in the Premier League when we get past the 17th at Anfield when Man United will face Liverpool. If it's not a draw, we're going to know a lot more. And I don't know that it is going to be a draw. United have the potential to have the wheels come off their season tomorrow in the league cup semi-final against city and then on the 17th uh, liverpool on the other hand they have the opportunity to have a glorious season when they face city tomorrow in the league cup semi-final and liverpool on the 17th if they win both those games i think man united could go on could kick it on if they lose both those games i think they will I, i i think they will struggle not critically struggle because i think they got the core of a decent team and they've got a young a young experience wise manager who is i think feeling his way very nicely by the way i do that with chelsea too with frank lampard i mean chelsea has to keep faith with frank lampard I'm, I'm getting disturbed about the rumors I'm hearing about them uh, you know, holding him accountable. I, I he's, a, he's got a very young team. Young teams are inconsistent. Give them more time to mesh. Give them more time to gel. Give them more time to weld to each other and the way that they play. And they will come right. And I'm all over the place today, so you'll excuse me. But getting back to Liverpool. Yeah, I was surprised. And, you know, winless now in their last three matches – Uh, 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 Am I surprised? Yeah. I mean, for me, the the biggest surprise there was the 1-1 with West Brom at Anfield. But, you know, if you look at this match against Southampton, I thought there were a couple of penalties that in any other day Liverpool would have got. They had, you know, shots that hit the woodwork, shots that just went wide, maybe not enough shots. But I think any other day that might well have been three points and not zero points so i'm not sure it's indicative of as i said the 17th we are going to know so much more at the end of sunday the 17th of january united are going to play burnley in the before then i it's a turf more it's away uh, you know burnley not an incredibly wonderful team we will we will admit um I think we'll see how united do i think they should beat them leicester city playing southampton that could be a draw tottenham are facing villa that might be a win city facing brighton this gap will close this gap will close very quickly at the top liverpool will be uh, it's possible by saturday 16th of january liverpool will be third in the table because on Tuesday the 12th, United could go top with a win against Burnley. This is the reality show that we love. This is why we love the Premier League. And don't forget, you've still got teams like Chelsea who are struggling, absolutely. But Arsenal have found that grit, that desire, that winning streak. And they're now pushing their way up the table. A bit They're far behind. They're 10 points behind Liverpool right now, but that's not insurmountable. We're only halfway through the season. And City. City are there, ticking along. Won three in a row. Last time they lost was back in end of November. Right now in the Premier League, you can't count anything out. That's why we love the league. That's why. It's the greatest reality show on earth the best form of entertainment none of this is scripted but then you have to take a pause while we have our league cup semi-finals while we get into the FA cup and we do have some big FA cup matchups coming I just got a minute or so I just and we will talk about these on Friday so I don't think I'm going to avoid it we got a lot of really interesting FA cup matches coming up starting on Friday the 9th In the FA Cup where Liverpool will will go and face Aston Villa. Wolves will host Palace. And then on Saturday, uh, the 9th, we will start to get into our full slate of FA Cup matches. On top of that, some of the big boys playing are Everton hosting Rotherham. Um, uh, Let's have a look who else we have here. Uh, Burnley are hosting Milton Keynes. I would expect everybody. Fulham are going to play QPR. London Derby should be a fun one to watch. Arsenal, Newcastle, a Premier League matchup. Man United, Watford, and Southampton, Shrewsbury. Arsenal are hosting Newcastle. I think I mentioned that. So we will get to all of the FA Cup matches, I promise you. I will give you my picks and predictions. In the meantime, I'll be right back to wrap it up on World Soccer Radio. Welcome back, oh, World Soccer Radio, just a couple of minutes, and uh, before we do, let's uh, do it. I'm going to give you my match predictions for tomorrow, uh, the semi-final between Man United and Man City. Uh, this is at um, Old Trafford, and I think that I am going to have to go with Man City here as much as I think Man United are doing extremely well. Uh, in all things, in terms of the league, and obviously the cup competitions making it to the semi finals, uh, I, I think tomorrow, I think City are just too good and they have refound their form. And Right now, at betonline.ag, you can get minus 102 for Man City to advance away from home at Old Trafford. I do uh, take that to advance. Manchester City minus 175. If you want to just take the to advance rather than winning in regulation, to advance, Man United are plus 145. And uh, that would be face, they would be facing Tottenham, who uh, won 2 0 today. So those are my picks for tomorrow's matches. Not probably no enormous surprise for you there, although it will be a match worth watching along with all the politics that's going to be going on tomorrow. And I think uh, everybody, no matter which side of the political spectrum you are on, will be happy that we can put all of whatever is going on behind us and get back to some level of normalcy and focus on the things we love and this terrible pandemic, getting rid of that. So these are the important things, I think, in life. Okay, well, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Once again, I am with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Also on the same networks, again, at midnight on Sports Overnight America. That's midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East. I would love to hear from you. Send me a tweet, at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, or you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I want to thank everyone involved in the show, all the fine people at Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM, and our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network. Hope you have a great day. Enjoy uh, the League Cup semi final tomorrow and let's chat tomorrow night. Until then, cheers, have a good one.